we have some news, folks. The rumors circulating that the heads of the Fraternal Society of St. Peter and the Institute of Christ the King have been summoned to Rome were sort of true. And Francis appears to have another document coming out soon that will rock the church. Not necessarily on the topic of the FSSP and others, but on his own retirement and the future of the papacy. Things are getting very interesting, folks. And remember, Austin Ivray, the professional Francis fanfiction writer, dubbed Francis the Great Reformer. That nickname may have been well-earned, except for its implication that the work he would do would actually be good. So let's address both of these stories. Let's begin with the one that no one else has reported yet first, at least on YouTube. Francis has yet another motu proprio in the works that would place an age limit to anyone serving in the papacy. This could be big, though I don't know how he would keep a successor from simply rescinding it on their own authority. But the story comes from an Italian outlet whose name I won't try to pronounce the name of. I have a link to that story and the others that I'll cite here on my sources blog at returntotradition.org in today's show notes, so you can read them for yourself. Headline. Resignation and Pope Emeritus. Another mess is being prepared. A new motto proprio is now imminent to regulate the Papacy Emeritus, a canonical problem actually left open by Benedict XVI. But what in the mind of his predecessor was to remain exception, for Francis would become an institution with all the problems that this entails, because by its nature, only one person can assume the title of Pope. Eighty-five years would be a blow to the heart of the patron office. Yeah, that was the headline in the deck, <laughs> but you get the idea. Let's get some details. Quote, It thundered so much that it rained, for now we are still in thunder, but the shower appears imminent. Thunders that are heard ever closer, and that seem to indicate the forthcoming resignation of Francis and an imminent regulation of the papacy emeritus, which, according to some rumors, could take place through yet another modu proprio. The choice of Benedict XVI to attribute to himself the title of Pope Emeritus had in fact raised legitimate perplexities from the beginning. Perhaps the most authoritative voice to rise with that was that of Cardinal Walter Brandmuller, who also had hoped for a future juridical regulation of the papal resignation, in order to not leave the notable lacuna legis existing for now, which it would increase the uncertainties in dangerous and vital moments of the Church. In another interview of the 28th of October, 2017, the Cardinal had declared that the figure of the Pope Emeritus does not exist in the entire history of the Church, and that a Pope now arrives and demolishes the 2,000-year tradition has not completely upset us Cardinals. This externation will later lead the Pope Emeritus to answer him with two short but decisive letters, end quote. The author goes on to describe Cardinal, Cardinal Brownmuller's hope that a future pope would prevent this from happening again and would correct errors regarding the very concept of papal abdication and preserve the sanctity of the papacy by keeping it as a lifetime post. Then we get this, two possibilities of what sources within the Roman Curia say Francis will do to address this. Quote, a first hypothesis on the content of Francis's next decision would see a sort of regulation of the destiny of the, re of the resigning popes, which can be placed within the new juridical category of the Pope Emeritus, in analogy with the Emeritus bishops. That of the Emeritus bishop is a rather recent figure, which did not exist before the 1983 Code of Canon Law, which in Canon 402, paragraph 1, provides us precisely that the bishop whose resignation from office has been accepted retains the title of emeritus of his diocese. 
The figure of the Bishop Emeritus was later delimited by the Directory for the Pastoral Ministry of Bishops of 2004. However, the non-overlap between the bishop and the pope cannot be overlooked, and consequently the different outcome in case of renunciation. The bishop whose resignation is accepted by the Supreme Pontiff seems to be head of his own diocese, but does not cease to be bishop, because the fullness of the priesthood was conferred on him with episcopal ordination and not with appointment. The papacy, on the other hand, is not a fourth degree of the sacred order, and the pope does not receive any indelible character. In the sacramental order, he is a bishop like the others. If a pope is chosen who has not yet received ordination, this must be done. But as Bishop of Rome, he assumes the patron office in his own person, which he does, to be pastor of the universal church. This office, which does not coincide with the individual person of the pope, otherwise the death of the person, the same office, would not be transferable, and it would cease. However, he is clothed with, he is clothed with one and only one living person, who is precisely the Bishop of Rome. It is therefore clear that when he validly renounces this office, he simply ceases to be pope. Even worse is the second hypothesis that is spreading in these hours, that is, that this motu proprio even establishes an age threshold, 85 years, in which the pope, the pontiff in office, must resign. It would be a blow to the heart of the patron office for two reasons. First of all, because it would in fact constitute a functionalistic reductionism of the figure of the Roman pontiff, reducing it to a sort of CEO of an international company, to be retired by a certain date, a problem already relevant for the presentation of the resignation of bishops at the age of 75. The second reason, closely linked to the first, is that the Roman pontiff is the only one who does not have to present his own resignations, but to declare them. He becomes a legitimate successor of Peter by the mere fact of consenting to his own choosing, and ceases to be so when, for serious reasons, if the canonical classification of the emeritus papacy were to go in this direction, it would be configured as a clear attack on the figure of the Roman pontiff, and it matters little whether this attack actually comes from a pope. No canonist worthy of the name could endorse such a thing. End quote. In other words, Francis may actually be planning to resign and is allegedly readying a document like Traditionis Custodis to turn the papacy into the equivalent of a secular office, complete with an age where the reigning pontiff automatically loses his office. Age 85. No more popes for life. While some with memories of watching John Paul II fade away might think this is a good idea, and if you know anything about what happened to Pius XII in his later years, you might think it's a good idea. It is a, this would be a completion of the work started by Paul VI that secularized the papacy. Paul VI famously took his papal crown off in a symbolic sign of renouncing the monarchical nature of the papacy, and was the first pope to engage heavily with the secular rulers of his time and treated them almost as his equals. He was the Francis of his time in that regard, and this would just complete the work by being an attempt to metaphysically change the nature of the papacy to be almost indistinguishable in much of its nature from secular offices. And I could go into that one further, and uh, maybe I'll need to this coming week. I almost suspect I will. But there are so, so few details that as the story develops, it'll be revisited as more details emerge. But our story, other story is this. Edward Penton of the National Catholic Register has confirmed that the heads of the FSSP and the Institute of Christ the King are traveling to Rome for a meeting in September that is rather ominous in nature, but they are denying that they are being summoned. We'll see. Headline. Traditional Catholic Institutes to Discuss Traditionis Custodis Amid Talk of Visitations. The head of the priestly fraternity of St. Peter said the meeting would be to exchange points of view and to see what we can do together ahead of any future, future possible restrictions imposed by the Vatican. 
Now, the head of the FSSP makes it sound like a routine visit and meeting between the heads of the FSSP and Institute of Christ, the King, Sovereign, Priest. But read between the lines a little bit. and Remember the, a pretty basic context right now. It's very difficult to travel internationally these days. Very difficult. And he's making this sound like this is just a routine chat that could otherwise be handled, handled on the internet but through a Skype or Zoom call. Remember the context, the real-world context here. Quote, Vatican City, superior generals of apostolic institutes that exclusively celebrate the holy sacrifice of the Mass according to the traditional form of the Roman Rite plan to meet next week to discuss Pope Francis's new decree limiting the older use of the sacred liturgy. The meeting follows the release in July of Traditionis Custodis, Guardians of the Tradition, Francis's apostolic letter issued modu proprio that limits the celebrations of the older form of the Latin Rite. Father Andreas Komarovsky, superior general of the priestly fraternity of St. Peter, said the superiors were gathering to exchange points of view to see what we can do together. He added that the idea came from the local superiors of traditional institutes in France, soon after the publication of Traditionis Custodis. While there has been speculation over further Vatican restrictions on the institutes, Father Komorowski stressed next week's planned discussion was not based on the unconfirmed reports, but added that these have been made the meeting more urgent and may have even accelerated it. End quote. Now that's interesting. It is one thing to have had trips for the fraternities planned for that time, as is the case with the Institute of Christ the King. It is interesting here because the Vatican and the heads of the FSSP say the reports are speculation that it could happen this month, that they could be releasing another follow-up document. Now, thankfully, those of us who reported this did call it a rumor, and the head of the FSSP says they have not been summoned to Rome. But again, international travel is a tad difficult these days, and this meeting could have been handled online between the heads of the FSSP and Institute of Christ the King Sovereign Priest. Bear that one in mind. Quote, we have not been informed about such a meeting in Rome. We have had no official or informal contacts with the Congregation for Institutes of Consecrated Life and the Societies of Apostolic Life so far. The Holy See Press Office and Cardinal Braz de Aviz did not respond to register requests asking if they could confirm or refute the reports, but a senior Vatican official told the register he thought such restrictions on candidates for the priesthood were unlikely, that the publication of a document addressing that issue would be quote-unquote too soon, and ascribed the reports to unfortunate speculations, end quote. So the forthcoming document that we all said was rumored to be released soon has not been formally rejected, but is instead in doubt, based on a different source within the Roman Curia. I personally wouldn't just say this isn't going to happen yet, all things considered, because this is a very strange kind of thing the FSSP here are saying. Now, hopefully, the Superior General of the FSSP is correct, and nothing will come of all this. That remains to be seen. I recall numerous stories discounting the rumors about Traditionis Custodis. <laughs> there were some of them coming out literally until about two days before that document came out. And then, of course, Traditionis Custodis turned out to be true. But for my money, the biggest story is that of Francis planning allegedly to release a document that will legally limit the age of a future pontiff and eliminate the concept of a Pope Emeritus. While getting rid of the concept of an emeritus pope should absolutely be done, reducing the papacy to that of a term-limited prime minister's office is not something that would serve the church well at all. The papacy is not like any other office on earth, and it should remain sacred in its functions and remain unchanged. But that, of course, is obvious, and few would disagree that Benedict opened Pandora's box when he resigned the papal office. 
Now, instead of making sure this never happens again, Francis just may make his last act as Pope to cement his decision and make it part of the papacy for all time. But then again, there's nothing that says that the future Pope won't simply release his own motu proprio, ending Francis's restrictions on the papacy. That seems to be the direction that we're all headed in. What do you think about this? Are you breathing a sigh of relief over the FSSP news, or are you, like me, taking a wait-and-see approach to see what happens? Let me know in the comments, please, and like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.